dude. Just like, you pull in, and you just get spit right out of him. Welcome to another edition of the Carve Up Surf Show. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Shimuka, uh, alongside Shooter Will Weber and the Silky Smooth Cooper Silk. Boys, wow, the first event of the season for both the men and the women, the Quicksilver and Roxy Pros. Wow. Perfect timing for a show, boys. Oh. What a competition it was. I had a few bad things to say about it early in the piece, but Man, wow. Come on, mate. What a finish. What an event. What an event. What what I think they've done pretty well, but was there a barrel the whole comp? Oh well. no, no, there wasn't. But look, let, look, enough about the shit potting. Let's just celebrate. <laughs> yes, let's I agree. celebrate a great day in Australian surfing. Look, they're all talking about the Brazilian Storm, Philip Toledo, and uh, you know Adriano and the like. But there was a couple of Aussies who ha- uh, hang on a second. Ladies first, boys. Uh, yes. Yeah, fair Lady, enough. Gentlemen, fair enough. Ladies first. Now, you know the, the commentators every year say, how high can we go in, with the bar and surfing? And I think this year the ladies have definitely set that bar uh, extremely high. Some amazing performances. And what about the, the, uh, the start from Tyler Wright, who is now out of the shadows of Stephanie Gilmore and Carissa Moore? You know, I, think, I think a lot of bars have been raised over the women. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, just, indeed. Just on Tyler Wright, I don't know if you guys noticed, but she looks a bit leaner. I think she's lost a bit of weight. I was just noticing her doing her Paleo. her event warm up where she was dancing and all that, and I, she just seemed to be a lot skinny. And I, I don't know whether that kind of um, showed on the when she was on the surfboard. But I noticed in her heat against um, Steph Gilmore, mate, she was she was blowing up. There was some unbelievable uh, women surfing. We talk about this a lot during the, the competition. One of note was uh, Joanne DeFay's uh, nose pick, air grab, whatever yeah. you want to call it, mate. They're just taking it to a new level, and hats off to them. And I've, no, I've just noticed as well with the women too, like going to the old days when they're just, um, you know, heading out towards the shoulder, doing a lot of cutbacks, they, they're, they're hitting the lip now. They're getting be, uh, behind the doing those uh, blowtail, you know, blowtail re-entries easily, you know what I mean? They're surfing a lot more vertical. You know that's what the judges like to see in the men's. And I think the women's, are, they're, they're starting to uh, catch right up to it because they're surfing unbelievable. Yeah, look, I, I think gone are the days of grace and finesse for the women. They're still there. But boy, oh boy, like you saying, Shooter, above the lip surfing, Total control, really sort of uh, the repertoire, it, mixing it up. It's not just the same repetitious, nice sweeping cutbacks and all that sort of stuff. It's a lot of amazing above the lip surfing. So hats off to, to the girls and hats off to Tyler Wright, who has started off with a bang. And, you know, they were talking about all competition long, the percentages of surfers who go on to win the world titles or at least challenge for a world title. Tyler Wright's uh, right in the mix this year for sure. While we're talking about the women boys, I don't know what your thoughts are. I'd like to get them. I'm not sure if Sally Fitz has got the surfing in her to, to compete with the, the Tyler Wrights, the Steph Gilmores, the Carissa Moores. She doesn't seem to have that power game that, that those three ladies have. I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. She's tiny. She's a little lightweight. I mean, she can see uh, just in, in the stance she's got, she's very, very uh, low and crouched. A lot of the really good surfers in the girls now seem to be a lot taller and, and leaner, you know, with a you know with a, a lot more reach, you know what I mean? Like the, uh, whereas Sally's quite small and light. She's probably one of the lightest and smallest girls on the tour. Will? Yeah, that, that's for sure. She is kind of the missing link. She's kind of between the old generation of women surfing and the new Look, there's something with her. I think it's a style a bit. Um, I mean, she's going to be there for a long time, 
because she's very saleable and it's very professional. But yeah, I, I just don't. I, she's just off from those top, you know, four or five girls for sure. She's got the style of Pauline Menzer, is that what you're saying? And Pauline the... Menzer's a living legend. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think if Sally can overcome uh, or get over the top of um, Tyler Wright, Carissa Moore, and Stephanie Gilmore. Um, then she would have achieved the biggest world title of, I mean, first world title and the hardest world title of her career because it's got to be this year because the girls are only getting better and she needs to sort of pick up her pace a little bit more. But, you know, it's a long season. I mean, we're, we're only prejudging on the first tournament, guys, and she knows how to win. Yeah, but look, like I said, there's an, you're talking about the young girls coming through. Keely Andrew, Bronnie McCauley, these girls have Nikki, got... Nikki Van Dyke. Yeah, Isabella Nichols. All these young girls have got, I think, that they've got a bit more vertical or power game or, or surf a bit more, uh, you know, a bit more... I don't know, but I just think that she may have missed her opportunity. That's all I'm saying. I'm putting it out there. I'm just carving it up. Yeah. Well, you know, and she's got a lot of other outside interests now. She's engaged to... Uh, Trent Merrin, Trent Merrin, Trent yeah. Merrin. Look, she's doing a lot of other stuff. Fitness, fitness, that's uh, right. Outside of apps and all this. Outside sort of, of the tour, maybe that's taking a bit of a focus away. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, let's not take the shine or the gloss off the winner, Tyler Wright, who put in an amazing performance up against the American Courtney Conalog. So the Aussie off to an amazing start. She loves Bell's Beach, guys, and she also froths over at Margaret River. So. Uh, you know, Tyler's in a really good place. I think she's a confident surfer too. I think, she, you know, she gets rattled a bit if she gets knocked out early. So this could be the start that could, you know, really cement her in that top three and maybe push towards a world title later in the year. Boys, what about the uh, what about the stocks of Glenn Micro Hall? He uh, oh. just come off the tour last year. He's coaching both winner of the men's and the women's well, to victory. This. It's a good point you bring, bring up here, Shooter. And Will, I'm sure you'll be able to chime in here at some stage. Last few years, boys... Three, four coaches that were previous WSL or WCT surfers. Now, look at the laundry list. B. Durbridge, Glenn Micro Hall, Jared House. The list is growing. Tommy Mike, Witts. Tommy Witts. Yeah. Uh, Mike Parsons. It is starting to grow because the surfers have cleaned out the water in between their freaking ears and come to realize that experience pays dividends. Micro's probably earned more after this uh, competition <laughs> than he did in his Aussie. Exactly that today. All I saw was ten percent. Oh, what? Well, I'm I'm calling ten percent plus whatever they win on the podium. Like if they podium top three or top two, I reckon there's another ten on top of that. So Micro's probably bought himself a new house after the oh, last couple of weeks. Days. Well, just on this point, like what insight would he be able to share with them? Knowledge. He's been there. He's done that. I mean, you know, all these surfers and 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 no disrespect to any of the coaches previous. Right, but when you when you're there, when you've been there and you've done that, you know where to sit. Like Bede was working with John John. Yep. So Bede was telling John John to sit wide, don't get sucked into going up around, up to the top of the point, and it paid off. You know, John John's got a great result. Look, what you'll find is that you cannot replace that experience and knowledge of being out there in a heat situation, not a free surf. It's a freaking competition, gentlemen, and the experience that of number of years that Bede has, Micro has, Jared House has, Tommy Witts has. They've all done, been there and done that and achieved good results in most of the locations mm. around the world. So that pays dividends in my view. Well, you know what? Tyler Wright was uh, singing his praises early in the event, you know. So, you know, she's saying how much he'd already done for her, you know, leading up to the event. So, I mean, couldn't do much more than have, take a few to a win. Also, a lot of them... They look confident in the water, but a lot of them are really insecure. You see a lot of them copy whoever's ripping on whatever boards. Like the, all, the whole 44 
follow, you know, the top five, like when Andy was riding, whatever he was riding, everyone went in that direction. And when you're by yourself, you know, to have someone else to get rid of the mind monkeys by your side, man, is, is really important. Well, you know, it's a good point you raise, Will, because on this week's podcast, guys, we're going to be talking to Stu Kennedy. That's right. He's probably about half a dozen cans in, courtesy of the good people. We at, better uh, get him soon. Forex Gold. We want to get him soon. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk to Stu, and we're also going to talk to young Hawaiian surfer Keanu Singh. And, you know, that's a good question you raise, Will, about, about boards and what they're riding. But we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the men's event. You're on the carve-up. Yoo-hoo! Welcome to the carve-up, everybody. Another great show, uh, of course. It's all about the Quick Pro. Quick and Roxy Pro, actually. But uh, Matty Wilkinson, already two wins. Bond- from- Bondi's favourite son, Wilkinson. Yes. Hey? Two- another, another Bondi surfer just Boys, taking it out. Two wins it. in 2017. He, he's never had a start like this. He, he won in Newcastle. And I, I put a couple of sly bucks on him uh, on a betting app that I, that I you know, play around with and pay dividends. But to win a big event in his backyard of Australia, massive. Hats off to him, mate. His backhand surfing was just unbelievable from the first heat. Look, I watched most of this event, you know, in studying for tonight's big show. And I have to say, you know, he was one of the top three, four standout surfers. And I'm so happy that he, he got to, uh, you know, win the trophy, as it were. Man, one, one of the things I forgot to do was uh, do my WSL fantasy surf team. So I missed out on all the points. I'm coming 44,803rd. <laughs> but um, I did say to my brother Ben, I'm picking Wilco. And based on his bottom turn, and I want to say, man, not since Trent Munro, who had one of the greatest bottom turns on the planet, have I seen it. Not only, not only seeing it with the top 44, a smattering of them, but the top guys, they're commenting on it. It's a huge part of the wave and um, finally back in it since hockey, say. Well, I think he's the, the first goofy footer to win. No, Medina won it. But uh, since Medina was Michael Lowe. Yeah, and Big Mick. Two, Lowe, yeah. 2004, I believe yeah. it was. Sick Mick. Sick Mick. But, boys, I want to talk about some disappointments of the event. Like guys who should have factored into the quarters and, and yeah, onwards. I've got one, Taj. Kelly. Oh, yeah, Mick. well, I think, I, think, I think Taj is, I think this is his swan song. Honestly, I just, I looked at some of his surfing where, you know, manoeuvres that he would have eaten, you know, for breakfast, he just would have cleaned up. He would just seem to be a little bit behind the pace. It just seems like he's, you know, I think he's, how long has he been on tour? 17 years. Yeah, well, there you 17 go. 17 years you know? he's been I on think, the tour. I think you'll find this will be his last year. Also, Jordy uh, Smith. I don't think so. He's that horny, mate. You're not going to get that much in yelling up. <laughs> well, I think I think he's got nothing left to prove outside of the fact that you know he hasn't won a world title. But I'm going to agree with the shooter. I think this is could be Taj Burrell's swan song year. Look, we spoke about it a couple of podcasts ago. A bit of a changing in the guard, boys. Let's talk about the rookies. They all went unbelievable in this event. Well, we're going you know, to Connor Coffin. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to Stu Kennedy later. So Stu Kennedy, yeah, no better than him. But you know, Ryan I just think, I just think the performance of the the new guys, as opposed to the last couple of years. I mean, it's a lot. Of, Ferreira stands out last year, but I just think as a group, the the group of uh, rookies thus far have been exceptional. Mate, you guys missed one guy there, the reconditioned Chris Davo from North Narrabeen, Dave Cathels. Mate, to pull John John. Well, we didn't miss him. He just lost in round two. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I had to go back to look when the results were. <laughs> but, mate, you look at that heat. He would have beaten anyone else in the comp. That guy knows how to surf. 
He's got a bit of Hoyo in him. Um, Chris Davo, as I said, mate, that guy it could do anything. Yeah, look, no, he don't get me wrong. Davo, Davo or Davey is a, is a fantastic server. He's part of that group of the Ryan Callanins, uh, the Jack Freestones, uh, the Kanoa Igarashis. He's all in this an amazing group of Alex Ribeiro, who was a last-minute replacement or, or got, got uh, the final spot in there. Uh, Matt Banting, who's come back from injury. Kyle Belly. Yeah, Kyle Belly. Mate, these, um, these rookies, they are going to toss it up big time. They are going to throw so many spanners in the works throughout the world title chase. Um, you might get one out of that lot that may um, buy a long shot chase for a world title this year, but they will definitely um, you know, ups, have a few upsets throughout the year. It's a good, good lot I of think, surfers. I think it's a full shake-up year, this one. Wade Carmichael. Yeah, I agree. Like in the days when uh, Rabbit was still on and Tom was getting towards the end and guys were coming through, I think this is we've seen this now, that this is going to be the, a pivotal year where some guys are going to drop off. Schmood, I just want to ask this to you, mate. Kainawa Igarashi, what did you make of him, mate? Because I really, after seeing him surf up here this uh, competition... I think he's definitely going to need at least another year. He just seemed uh, some of the some of the waves he surfed. It seemed like it was a grommet surfing them. I, you know what, shooter? I don't know if I mentioned this last year on one of our podcast boys, but when we I think it was towards the end of the year for us, and we found out that he had qualified, and I think I made mention to the fact where he's just that too young. I think he's going to struggle, mate. I, I really do. He has he has a lot of similarities to Kolohe and Dino. When Kaloe came on, I know we talked off air. Yep. Uh, when Kaloe came on tour, he was 17, same age as, as Kanoa, and he just wasn't developed enough. I think what these, these you know, I use the old bull, young bull. You know, let's, hey, Dad, let's walk down there and make out with the, the one cow that has a, a, a pasture full of them. Where the, the father bull says, no, now, son, what you mean is let's down. go fuck them bulls, oh, those yeah, cows. Yeah. You're like, Jesus, know, we're, we're, all, we're all grown ups. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. You've got to look at it the other way. Taj Burrow qualified in his first year and took a year off. Yeah, true. And hasn't won a world title since. Yeah, we've got to stay uh, ahead of the curve. Would you regret that one year? Totally. Ger- Brad Gerlach did that, and the, the tour passed him up. Well, there you go. Hey, yeah. uh, interesting, you brought up Kaloa Andino. Look, I thought he was um, really impressive as well. Outstanding. You, you, you said he, he looks like he's, he's filled up. out a bit, bulked up, and I thought his, his, his turns proved it. He was doing some... Um, Real powerful snaps above the lip, and you know he's got that air game. I thought he was uh, exceptional this was week. It, was I missing something? But for the whole tournament, I kept hearing them calling him brother. Yeah, well, what, that's his nickname. It, but what, it is. is yeah, it's he, his nickname. So uh, you know, I've obviously seen Kalohe grow up, uh, good mates with his dad Dino, and his two sisters, and his Dino. two siblings. Um, He's always, the brother. always called him brother. Always, always. Well, they, I didn't hear them referring to him as that you know, on on the tour last year, but this year they. Whilst, whilst we're on about references, what about uh, Joey Tapel and Ross oh. Williams kept referring to our, our next guest, Stu Kennedy, as Stuart. Stuart. Right. So, we should ask so him shooter, about that. Shooter, shooter, oh. take us through the commentary. Yeah, hang on. No, you, know, you know, I've had a boomy bonnet about the commentary now. Ellen DeGeneres has been at it again. <laughs> well, and th- th- this one's an absolute, it's such a doozy, I had to write it down. They had him out in the water and they were talking about the sandbank at Snapper Rocks. And he described the waves on the sandbar as being like avocado and toast. 
You take off for a nice buttery entry. Then you bite into it, and you've got your nice little punch and crunch off the bottom. Then you hit the salt and pepper up into the lip. That's how he described, that's how he described the sandbar. Are you watching the sports channel or the new channel? Avocado on toast. Is it the Food Network? Oh, hey, mate. And I did hear Ross Williams refer to a wave as a butterball, and it was a shit wave. And he said, but it's not a good butterball. It's, it's a bad butterball. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm quite happy I missed those. Oft. There was there was a few there was a few in there, but you know who am I to talk, right? Now, now before we finish, shooter, you've been uh, quite vocal on our Facebook page, the Carve Up. If you want to uh, join the conversation, please do. We're also on Twitter, but you weren't happy with uh, Kieran Perro, mate, and uh, sending the boys out the other day. No, look, they made the same mistake last year, and it, and it really cost them. They they uh, they passed up really good waves. They sent the women out and put the men on hold, and they didn't get any other good waves for the rest of the competition. Now, oh look, we got good waves towards the end of this one, but it could have gone pear-shaped. They had really good waves on, I think it was uh, Sunday or Monday. I think it was Sunday. And they decided to hold the men off. They sent the women out. The waves were absolutely pumping. The next day, it was three-foot absolute shit burgers, mush, and they sent, them, they sent the men out. So, mate, if I was one of the blokes that got eliminated, I know they all had to surf the same conditions – but you'd be filthy on it because they sent him out in absolute slop. Hey, it was terrible. Shira, I couldn't agree any more. All the technology we've got in our hands, you can see where the swell's coming, the winds. But, man, when you talk to old locals like Batty Trelaw up here, you'd listen to them. All you had to do, and Mick um, actually said it, like you wouldn't surf then. If you, if you said, when are you going to surf the Savo? You, you go, I'm not going to surf for an hour and a half. It's not going to be any good. Just ask them. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing you got in your hands at the moment is a beer. Now, listen, now, uh, boys. Can I say, uh, just one other thing too? What did you guys uh, make of the scoring? I thought there was some. Uh, I thought there was a couple of. Look, I'm, a, I'm you know me with Brazos. I mean, Brazos. I'm glad to see him get eliminated. But Felipe Toledo is an exception. Like, I really like this kid. I think he's. I, I actually thought he was going to go back to back. But geez, in that heat against Parco, I, I really thought either Parco was getting overscored or Felipe Toledo was getting underscored heavily. I thought that he was, you know. He was ripping. Uh, yeah, uh, Felipe, he's going he's gonna to factor into the equation, as will Gabriel, Gabriel Medina. I, I gave you my picks early in the year, the, tri- the Triple Js, John John, Jordy, and Julian. Of course, Jordy and Julian. Julian was another disappointment. Big got, time. Uh, got, 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 money on him. got knocked out early. But, uh, he's we, happy we, with the scoring? He's, he's happy uh, look, you know what? I, I think, to be honest I with you. I didn't find any glaring kind of oversight, to be no. honest. I, I, didn't, oh, I didn't have any problems with it. I don't think, you know, I, I thought um, – I, I thought it was it was okay. It wasn't you know exceptionally good, but it was it was okay. How about some how about some tips for bells moving forward? Oh, you got to have Mick in there. You Mick. Yeah. Well, look I'll, after watching Stu Kennedy's performance, mate. <laughs> Stuart. I reckon yeah. I reckon yeah. he'll go. Oh, look, I, I'm looking forward to asking him the question. How I like do you feel about surfing bells. I like John John. I think Hawaiian's Hawaiian's got a good track. They've always had a good track record down there. With, from Andes to Freddie Patashias to John Schmokas to yeah John Schmokas <laughs> to Sonny Garcias who's won who have won Jeff Hackman who have won multiple times. Reno Abalera oh Reno hey, hey Reno Mrs Abalera as he tried to leave Hawaii once <laughs> do you guys reckon it's gonna be single winners all year or we'll have some repeat offenders I love a repeat offender good yeah. question good. I don't mind look. I think a lot depends on the conditions, really. You know, like if it's going to be small, I can see Felipe Toledo winning in Brazil and then maybe winning in, you know, Portugal or France or something like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real difficult question to, to really kind of answer. I'm predicting this year will be one of the tightest uh, world title races in history only because this crop of new talent that you're speaking about, Will, 
will definitely stir the pot. Um, I can't see anyone winning more than three events this season. I've got a question for you then. Can you see more rookies winning events this year or veterans? Rookies. I'm, I'm down for the rookies nope, this year. can't beat experience. Okay, well, there, there's okay, 50-50 down the middle. That, which of the old dogs are going to go off to this year? Taj and Parker. Ooh. Off as in, as in go well? Tad other goose. Tad other goose. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Taj and Parker. I agree. Yeah. Um, That's strange because I think Parker looks better than ever. No. No, I think he, I'm, I'm with you, Silky. He's already made there. mention to it in the media, boys. And that's about it. We're going to come back with more of the carve-up right after this. And welcome back to the carve-up where we have, uh, well, somewhat of an exclusive interview with a guy who is the new talk of the town. Well, talk of the country, really. It's Stuart Kennedy. Uh, Stuart, unbelievable performance this week. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been awesome. Stu, mate, I just want to... St- Start by saying, you know, the performance over the last couple of days, we're just looking at you, who you've gone through. You had Kelly in round two, Medina round three, John John in the quarters. Mate, in your wildest dreams, I dare say you uh, you couldn't have imagined of taking out all the, all the big shots like that. Um, yeah, definitely. I think um, the, the first one with Kelly, uh, it's, it's a massive thing for me, taking down that guy. Obviously, everyone knows who he is and what he's done for our sport and he's wanting to go for another world title number 12 and I actually may, maybe could have crushed that but he, he's, been, he's been texting me all week and since that and just been in my corner so uh, yeah, I'm get, getting his sales up for his surfboard so yeah. well, <laughs> I was, was going to say Stu has he import, impounded your boards now that you've beat him and he's your boss <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He's we're, we're good friends. Um, yeah, it'd be. He's awesome. He was just sending some really good text messages through to me, and um, I think he really wanted me to win. Uh, by the sounds of the text messages he sent me, we had dinner the night. I think I beat Gabrielle uh, with all the Firewire crew, and everyone's just pumped on the boards and. Yeah, it's, it's just been an overwhelming week for me, and just the the, the scouts that I've taken out, it's just, it's just been it's unreal. Yeah, Stu Shooter, mate. Listen, uh, the Stu Crew, tell me about the... Uh, I saw all the uh, gang down there in the Stu Crew shirts, mate. Tell me who was part of the gang, and uh, what did it mean to you, mate, having them all on the boots? It sounded like everybody in the whole joint had them on. Uh, yeah, well, it was kind of Robbo, Robbo's call to make those short shirts before the event, and... It wasn't. It wasn't just specifically for the this event, but it was kind of just like a uh, kind of like a qualifying sort of thing because we couldn't do like a celebratory kind of thing in December. But um, it was just kind of just a letter. I know that I'm I'm here. I'm I'm ready to go with the injuries that are in in place. Uh, just kind of letting everyone. I'm, know that I'm I'm gonna be here. I'm I'm here to stay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to them. And we we've got we've got a massive response from those t-shirts. And I was gonna say, and, mate, have uh, you thought have you thought about setting up a stall down at Bells? Or I reckon you'll get rid of thousands of them. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, as I said, it's just a ma- been a massive week. I don't I don't even know what to what to say sometimes but um yeah i'm lo- looking forward to bells and looking forward to trying to 
back it up with another big result. I'd love to make a final. I'd love to ring a bell. I haven't even thought about that yet, but um, I definitely think if, if I can if I can do what I've done this week, I'm pretty sure I can try and go for that sort of stuff. Um, I just need a few days to regroup and yeah. get ready. And, yeah, a few well, <laughs> a few well-deserved days to relax and hang out with the family. I, I want to talk a little bit about the place that you're in, you're in at the moment. Good sponsors, family, good coaches, good support crew. How much pressure does that take away or off your shoulders so that you can perform the way you did this week? Because it looked like to me, um, I, you know, I've known you quite a number of years, but over the last so five or so years, you've been building to this place now where, as you mentioned before, you're here to stay, which is fantastic. But having guys like Trent Munro in your corner, um, all the great support of your dad and your family, your wife and your, your son there. How, how how important is that for you to be able to go out and do what you did again next week, uh, just like you did this week? Yeah, obviously, John, like, you've known me for years and you know how I operate. Like, if everything's running smoothly, money, family, everyone in the right place, everything's in the right place, equipment, a massive effect on on performance. And I think the the main thing that's held me back over the years is the financial side of things. And um, finally, I'm back back on my feet again. Like it's been been a couple of rough years, and I'm I'm glad like people have believed in me last year and um, the yeah and now like for me to be able to go as mad as I can to put it to the world's best. All that financial stuff's just been taken care of. I don't have to worry about not paying my house off or not putting food on the table. It's just all going and getting a job and trying to do the QS or whatever. But, yeah, now it's all all just smooth, smooth rolling for me and I can do my training and my surfing and be a dad and... good husband. <laughs> Stu, as an injury replacement, now we just need to a bit of an understanding, our listeners want an understanding, how, how it actually works. We know that you're, uh, you know, you, you'll be surfing at Bells, but does it matter like if someone was to return or how many events can you surf? Does the fact that you had a, a top five kind of finish in this event, does it, and it does any of that come into play? Um, well, top three to correct yep. you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Good one. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I've been like verbally told that I'll be in most of the events, and um, it's, I, we just can't officially call it out. But with the injuries that are happening in the sport, and by the sounds of Owen and Bede's conditions, it's it's looking like I'll get a massive chunk of the year, if not the full year. So I'm just planning it like that. So if if I can have the full year, I, I dare say I'll be definitely getting back on tour through the tour. Um, I'd love to get it done like within the first five events, and and if that situation did come up that I, I wasn't allowed to compete again. But the injuries that are happening, for sure, I, I, I reckon I'll be doing the full year for sure. Yeah, beautiful. You know what, uh, Stu? I think Bell's Beach is going to suit your style down to the ground, mate. So I can see another big result coming up there. But tell me something, mate. Is there any stops on the tour? Any places there that you haven't surfed yet? And which? What are you looking forward to surfing the most? Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't been to I haven't been to 
Chopper or Fiji, which is it's it, it is scary, but um, it's something I've already planned in my head. I, I know what I want to do, and I know it's it's not going to be easy because there's such great backside barrel riders and forehand barrel riders. But uh, I've already spoken to Anthony Walsh, which is one of the best ocean readers yep. in the world. And um, we're, we're ta- we're, I'm going to have him in my corner at those spots and he'll keep me calm and push me to, to the limit that I need to do to try and get a result at those sorts of places. And um, Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of scared of going back uh, going to J-Bay with, with what happened last year, but, um, yeah, well, Mick's returning, which is kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm look, really looking forward to surfing there again. Um, we had a six-star a few years ago, and I didn't really get to do with the surfing I wanted to do um, with the four-man uh, heat. So looking forward to going back there. Mate, looking forward to the Bells event, you know, growing up surfing Lennox, another point break. You would have surfed it a lot, you know, going through your junior career. You must be, uh, you know, licking your chops. Can't wait to get down there. Yeah, yeah, no, I've done I've done really well our Bells in the past. Um, it was like kind of the, the biggest pro junior ever. I had my first win down there in the pro juniors. Was, I think it was an eight star or something crazy like that and then that kind of got the ball rolling for the year and I went in the Pro Junior Series and um, I think it was in that year, yeah, I, I had Mick in the, after his world title, I got, had to, had the wild card um, end up beating him in the first round which was pretty crazy for me and um, it felt really good and I, I've had a few other wild card stuff with with Rip Curl down there, and uh, yeah, I've got plenty of experience for that place, and I'm looking forward to getting back down there for sure. Cool. Well, Stu, you are off to an amazing start. We're really stoked for you. 2017 seems like it's uh, shaping up to be a massive year for you. Uh, before we let you go, though, I will say a couple of things. Um, one, just get out there, no matter how scary, how fun, or how daunting, as you know, the road can be. Get out there and have fun because that's what surfing's all about. And two, make sure you get the fact that you've been told that you're going to get most of the most of the events as a start. Get it in writing. And three, get Rob out to send us up a couple of Stew Crew t-shirts, mate, because yeah. we're definitely in the crew. We definitely want some Stew Crew t-shirts. And oh, man, I'll get Rob out to send the Stew Crew t-shirts. All right, buddy. Well, hey, congratulations. What an amazing event. Uh, you're the talk of the town. Good, good on you, Stu Kennedy. And uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, sometime throughout the year. Good luck. Good on you, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Good on you, mate. And there you go, Stu Kenny. And look, we should just mention, uh, we should thank Robbo from Carve uh, Sunglasses for hooking us up with that interview. Look, he's literally, what, he's about three hours out of the water. So uh, thanks to the guys at Carve for that. That just goes to show the professionalism these days, mate. Any other time back in Schmooze Day, mate, you would have been uh, probably on the floor by now. I would have been sideways (laughs) and in a gutter somewhere, boys. No doubt about it. Times are (laughs) a-changing. You're on the Carve Up. And welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show. Of course, we're uh, off to a flying start. Gentlemen, talked about the Roxy Pro, Tyler Wright winning that. Of course, Matty Wilkinson winning the uh, Quicksilver Pro just today. And a, a great interview with Stu Kennedy, who is the, basically the talk of the surfing world at the moment. Who cares about who won the Roxy and Quicksilver Pros, right? Um, but right now, we've got a special guest on the show, boys. This guy... 
Yeah, well, it's a bit of a change of pace for our uh, our regular carve-up listeners. We're, we're going a bit digital, a bit tech-savvy uh, for the minute. And to talk about a new app that could be a game-changer, we've got uh, one of the creators, Steve Sammartino, on the line. Steve, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm really well. How are you doing? Re- terrific, mate. Now, look, I've been trying to explain to these uh, three blokes in here what Sneaky Surf is, but... I thought we might as well speak to the guy who created it and maybe you can give uh, all our listeners a bit more of an insight. Yeah, so it's an app that uh, does the stuff that we already were doing, organising sessions with our mates, get a little sneaky surfing in the middle of work or lunchtime. So it just enables you to, to plan your sessions with your mates, to keep track of where you surfed, what the conditions were, photos, a bit of a digital surf diary and just chat about surfing. The thing that What's really interesting is that we do a little bit of this on Instagram and we do it on Facebook, but it's not really a surfing channel. And so you end up looking at, you know, pictures of kids' babies that you don't really care about. So this is really just about <laughs> surfing. It's, it's about planning surfing, talking about surfing, and, and that's it. There's, there's, there's no have a look at my front garden or the cake I bake that gets in the way. So that's what Sneaky Surf's about. And in a digital world, it's, you know, it's, it's really good to track where you've been, what you've done meet with other people and uh you know if you if you're traveling interstate you know a mate on sneaky surf you know then you've got a local that you're going for a surf with it's it's just all about making those connections with other surfers the other thing that's interesting is that a lot of my mates when i grew up surfing they all drop out we all had those dropout mates who were good surfers you ripped with them and then I'm next thing you know you're in your 30s yeah you're in your 30s and, you, and you're surfing i'm looking at two <laughs> well, there you go right and so this is about finding the other people who didn't drop out Right, because we all had seven mates we surfed with, and there's one left in each group. And this is about finding that other one of the seven, so that we can all connect and just catch more waves together. Well, um, you know, how, how does it make it different to those hundreds or thousands of other surf apps or or ocean ocean orientated apps? And you know, how 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 will you change the the sport of surfing? How how are you going to change it? Yeah, well, one of the first things we want to do, and it sounds a little bit arrogant, but we want to take surfing back. The thing that is interesting is that I think that the surf companies that are out there aren't surf companies. I actually walk into a surf shop and I might be in an airport and I just get disgusted that I see one surfboard hanging on a wall. You know, I, And I think surfing kind of needs to be taken back and I think technology is the way that, that we can do it. We can build a real community that's actually just about surfing. So we'll be able to connect with each other. And in the long run, we want to be a surf company that never sells clothes. Everything we do will facilitate catching waves you know, whether or not in the long run we're going to be, you know, doing some, some really interesting stuff from, you know, 3D printed surfboards to geo-tracking your board and where it is. Even with the app, I mean, here's a really simple idea. Everyone who's logged into the app will be able to tell how crowded the location is, right? Because if you've got sneaky surf on your phone, just like a Google traffic thing, we'll say, hey, don't, don't head to Winky Pop today. You're probably better off heading down to Fairhaven or wherever because there's way too many people in the car park. There's going to be 60 people in the lineup. So I'll be able to spread the lineup out more because information creates data that enables us all to get more waves. So it's not just about the social find, connection. Would you find then that Winky Pop perhaps will be empty and Fairhaven will be loaded with people? Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, it's an algorithm. It's predictive as well. So, I mean, that's, that's the type of thing that, that we're heading in. It's about how can technology help what we do with surfing? How can we connect and how can we get more waves? Mate, how many sort of members have you got in the in this app? Like, is it running like sort of like a Facebook thing where you sort of have friends, uh, sort of like sneaky surf friends? Or like how many people are you talking sort of uh, in a, within Australia and, and worldwide? Yeah, well, I mean, the truth is you guys have caught us really early. We've only been in the app store just really a few weeks. We haven't really been in there that long. 
So um, this is this is <laughs> this is a, a, a pre-launch kind of podcast about yeah, it. We haven't even told any. We haven't told anyone about it really. Well, Everyone you, who's found it. You're, bu- you're about to go founder. huge now after this show because I can tell you. After, <laughs> wow, after, this, bro- after this broadcast, the the, the red lights are going to be flashing. For, well, uh, for days. I, I, I hope it is, but we, look, we haven't really even launched it yet. We've got a new version coming out in a couple of weeks, but it'll basically be where you can just follow the mates that you surf with. So it won't necessarily be that everyone sees what you're doing. You, it'll be like you have to be friends with someone so they can see what you're doing and vice versa. So it'll be a two-way follow. It won't be like Twitter where you can just follow anyone. Uh, and, you know, you can, you can locate where you go surfing and have secret spots and all that kind of stuff where you don't show people where you are if you want. So it'll, it'll have a lot of those features that we'll be building in. But at the moment, it's really, it's really just organic. People are just finding us and, and logging in. And we've only been out there a couple of weeks. So, Steve, I've been uh, having a bit of a look around for the last couple of weeks. But, look, I, I picked up this on, a, on an interview you did with Sean Callanan. But there was one thing yes. that you discussed in that interview and you kind of touched on a little bit there and it, it was about the, the geo-positioning now. I believe that, you know, down the track, there, there'll be some uh, way to kind of track your length of rides, you know, your amount of waves. Can you just kind of give our listeners a little well, bit of detail about that? Yeah. So, look, I'll, I'll tell everyone a secret here. I don't tell anyone. Yeah. One of the things that we want to work on is we want to work on things that are um, RFIDs and geolocators, which will be a sticker on your board. And instead of a bulky watch or any of that stuff, you'll basically be able to come in and watch a session just from that piece of technology that you it's stick on your, on your board or... A, yeah, or just because there are easier ways to do it than having a watch or what have you. So you'll be able to literally watch a session when you come in and we'll be able to do some virtual reality stuff where you take a photo of yourself in the board and where you went surfing and you'll literally be able to watch a video of you surfing that is virtually put together based on where your board moved during that session and nice. some of the other live feeds that we've got. So that's the kind of stuff that we'll be doing. But the, before we can do any of that, we need to build a community so that we can, we've got something there uh, so that we can put the assets behind um, building that technology. We've actually already built some of the tech that's similar to the Rip Curl Watch where we can track people on the waves, but it's just not put into the app yet. Because the first thing is you just need to connect with other surfers. drones involved with this? Yeah. Um, one of the things that we're doing in the next month as well is really interesting. We've, we've got a, a, a drone that we're going to have one in each uh, major surfing location because we're going to have like a sneaky foundation member in each city or each coast. And if you join Sneaky, you can get a free drone um, session where basically we'll film you with a drone that follows you around in the surf so you can get some really cool footage of yourself surfing. So that's one of the things that we're doing uh, in, I think it's, it'll be end now, of April, can I early ask, May. Have you any affiliation with the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> look, that's, that's, look, or my wife, because I don't want her to know where I'm surfing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's why it's called Sneaky Surf, mate. This is when you mate. You got to be careful with who you uh, let in on it, All right? You know, it's called sneaky surf, so that when kids are organising a session when it's pumping and they're in maths class, I mean, who needs that? You need to go for a session. You can just send a, a message to me, mate. Where you're going, uh, the location, pin it down, and go out for a sneaky surf. We, um, we do that with work as well. You go for a sneaky session. So, yeah, that's it. I put I put the suit back on when I get home from a session after work and just say it was a late night at work. That's uh, what it's uh, about. Perfect. I'm in. Yeah, well, listen, Steve, mate, we're, we're huge fans of it. I'll, I'll get the, uh, the carve-up team uh, right behind this and, you know, uh, we'll start getting a bit more active. But, look, we've got to let you go, mate. But uh, we really appreciate you coming on and giving us a bit more detail about, about the Sneaky, Sneaky Surf app. For uh, all those who want to get interested, mate, or get involved, what do they have to do? Yeah, just go to the App Store. It's on, on the App Store at the moment and just download it. It's free. Go get involved, say good day. We'll say good day to everyone who's there and uh, 
and let's help each other catch more waves. Oh, now you've opened the box. There Watch out. Thanks for joining us, mate. Been great talking to you. Steve <laughs> Samartino. Good on you, what Steve. A, awesome, how was that, mate? boys? Thanks, Steve-o. Crazy, huh? Yeah, what crazy. Crazy. No, that was our Game changer. Well, mate, it is. It is. It really is a game changer. And it'll, be, it'll be interesting to maybe get him back on and have a chat to him in, a, you know, in, a, in six months' time and just see where he is at now. Like you said, it's only a new... It, it's really new. Uh, I mean, so as you could tell, Steve's from Victoria. He's got a few of his mates that have been, you know, testing it down there. Uh, I do know there's probably a couple in the Gold Coast. There's a guy at Narrabeen. So, look, it's really in its infancy, but, you know, they're dreaming big and, uh, you know, he's good a, luck to them. He's the Zuckerberg of surfing, that guy. There you well, go. Could be. Could be. Hope he remembers us. You're on the carve up. Welcome back to the carve up, boys. What an amazing show it's been already. We've had app builders, we've had uh, Talk of the Towns and Stuart Kennedys and. Of course, talking about uh, the Quicksilver and Roxy Pros. But now it's time to change gears and go back to the islands. Yeah, this is our first international guest, guys. Beautiful. First time. Oh, creating a, history. It's a ripper, too. Yeah, and uh, a, a big welcome oh. to the Carve Up Surf Show to the one and only Hawaiian warrior, Keanu Asing. How's it, Keanu? What's happening, boys? I'm stoked to be here with you guys. Well, as uh, sh- uh, you're here with, of course, Dashmu. You're here with Shooter <laughs> and, of course, Silky. Now, uh, you're our first ever international guest. How does that make you feel? I'm pretty excited to be, of course, with the one and only Hawaiian, Shmoodog. And uh, nice to hang out, nice to be with you guys. I I haven't, you know, I haven't done too many podcasts, but I'm excited to, to do one with you guys. Yeah, don't worry. This one's as loose as they come. So you, got, you got nothing <laughs> we'll, to worry we'll about. We'll go easy on you. <laughs> hey, Keanu, um, great to <laughs> great to be back in Australia. We know you came for um, the Australian Open of Surfing and, of course, Newcastle, where you've done really well before. But let's just jump straight into asking you a few things about you know uh, early year preparations and getting that that jersey or that singlet on. How important was it for you to, to get here early and, and, and get your feet wet? Yeah, for me, it was um, pretty important just to come to Australia in Sydney and do those two first events in Manly and Newcastle. Just kind of, you know, kind of doing my sparring rounds, um, you know, putting the jersey on and um, really getting an idea of what it takes to win heats. And, um, you know, I had a long break after the year and uh, last year. So, you know, just trying to kick kick things into gear, put it in first gear and, um get the ball rolling and try to get a couple of heat wins and, you know, try to figure out a strategy of what it takes to kind of make it through heats and, you know, get my, get my year started. And, you know, I know there's going to be a couple more big events coming up. So, you know, just to kickstart the year and do my sparring sessions and, and, uh, you know, get my competitive spirit going. Well, it's pretty important. Yeah. Last year it was you on the other side of, I guess the, the fence where Kanoa uh, in your round two matchup, I mean, uh, 0. 0.01 of a point. A um, little bit devastating to to lose that close of a heat. It hurts. Um, coming that close is almost it's almost worse than than getting comboed. You know, you're just that close to making a heat, and um, you couldn't do it. So for me, that that kind of was a really tough loss. You know, I, I I don't like losing. I don't I don't ever like losing. I don't ever choose to lose, and I don't I don't like that. <laughs> Now, Keanu, it's your second year this year on the tour. What were the biggest lessons you learned out of, of last year? I know uh, doing a few more QSs this season, but what were the, the biggest things you learned from year one to year two? Oh, for me, is to one of the lessons I learned is just um, 
you know, you're on a bigger stage. You're coming up against bigger competitors and a lot smarter guys, and you're going to have to take risks, and you're going to have to try and try and uh, lessen your mistakes because the mistakes you make is the is what they capitalize on, and that's what they feed off of. Um, you know, just using your priority right and um, using your energy at the right moment. You know, you try not to surf way too much. It's kind of hard just being a rookie. You know, you come to all these great waves and you just want to surf all day. So uh, it's tough just to really hold your hold your energy and try not to surf too much and really pick your timing and um, just really fine tune to what you're doing. But um, you know, I came up against Nick Fanning and Jay Bay, and for me, just one heat against him, I felt like I'd done a whole year of, of learning. It was it was pretty it was pretty exciting just to surf against him and really just take my notes and um, really pick apart what he does in his in his regimen. And um, you know, he went out in the morning and caught one wave. He didn't even surf for for 30 minutes. You know, he just went out for 10 minutes and caught one wave. And you know, we had a heat and I was kind of tripping out on that and. But he knew that morning he woke up he was going to make the final. And, um, you know, for me, that was a big lesson learned of, of he knows what he's doing, he knows what it takes, and he knows he's going to have a long day to save her energy for the, for the final. And another one, mate, you know, we talk a lot about the support that you guys get. Uh, who's in your support team when you come out to Australia? Me. Um, oh, that's <laughs> funny because Uncle John Shimoka is always there <laughs> when I come. So he's like family. <laughs> He's like he's like my he's like my dad. It's funny because we kind of look similar too, and everyone thinks he's my brother. <laughs> Every time we go to Raja. funny. Raja. They all say they all say we they all say we talk the same too. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but Shmoo has always got my back. Every time I come here, he always makes me feel like I'm at home. So that always that always helps. Yeah, Keanu, look, mate, you're, um, you're here for a long stay at, at the moment. You know, you've obviously got this event in Queensland, you've got the uh, Bells coming up, and you've also got Margaret River. But how do you stay focused, uh, like, being here for such a long period of time and away from home? Uh, for me, being away from home is, is tough, you know. Um, it is what it is. I signed up for this uh, job, and this is what i got to take care of. And for me, um, what I like to do on the road is just enjoy the people I'm around and if I if I find the people that I, I enjoy and I'm around happy people and um, guys that like to surf or, you know, like some of the Hawaiian guys I like to hang out with or uh, just small things like that. And just as long as I'm keeping myself going and um, as long as I keep working, I'm shooting photos when I'm when I'm not putting a jersey on or um, if there's things I got to take care of, just to try and stay busy when, when I'm on the road. And, um, you know, it's, it's I kind of I'm kind of used to it a little bit just. You know, traveling the past couple of years, you kind of learn to to uh, live out of a suitcase and kind of keep your home um, with you everywhere you go. So I'm I'm pretty comfortable where I wherever I go, and I try to adapt to whatever's around me, and I just try to surround myself with some good people and and stay happy. Well, I, you know, Keanu, I've always applauded the way you look at life, the way you look at, you know, what you said you signed up for, and you know, most I got to say, most Hawaiians would have been on that first plane back to Hawaii to get four or five days, even you know, uh, at home, which sort of throws everything off, throws things out of kilter. But I, I, buddy, I applaud. I was going to say mate or brother. I didn't know which one I was going to say, you know, if I, whether, whether, I wanted, whether I wanted to talk, whether I wanted to talk pigeon or, yeah, mate, you're doing well. Um, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm really, really stoked to hear you say 
that you signed up for it. You know what's got to be done. You bring a little bit of home with you. Surround yourself with people that you get along with. You can you can do your work with, and, and you laugh a lot, which is which is important. But the one one of the last questions I want to ask you, Anna Boy, is is it seems to be the flavor of this year that uh, people like Tyler Wright, Matty Wilkinson, even John John Florence would be Durbage are looking to ex-professional WSL surfers as coaches. And obviously, first event of the year, bang, two coaches are already podium, uh, have podium finishes with their surfers. Give us your thoughts on that. And if there's someone out there that you'd love to work with, who would it be? You can't say Shmoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why, can't, why can't I say Shmoo? I, I got one of my, one of my best <laughs> We talk, we talk uh, off air. Uh, you know what? <laughs> no, you know what? I I absolutely love the fact that professional surfers are becoming coaches and and going into that role. I think it's very important that people fresh off the tour, like Glenn Michael Hall, he's he was on tour last year and now he's coaching. I feel like you know some coaches are a little bit different, but coming fresh off of the tour and you know the insight that they have, the competitive. Um, game plans they have, I think, is very important just for surfers to have that extra set of eyes. Or, um, you know, I see them having cameras on the beach is is really great. Um, you know, it's the best tool for for coaching. And um, you know, for me, I think is the best the best um, investment you could make as as an athlete. You know, to have a coach with you and telling having a kind of a game plan or something to work off of when you're paddling out, you know, when you're paddling out and you don't have something to, to go off of, it's kind of like a boxer going in the ring and not, not knowing where to swing. So it's, you know, it's, you got to have some type of, of game plan going into it. And for me, I look at B Dervish, I look at Mike, Glenn Michael Hall. I, I see Jake Patterson working a lot with Julian Wilson. Now um, I think it's the most perfect tool to have. And uh, for me, I would like, you know, I think Jake Patterson is a great coach. He he knows what he's talking about. He um, he, he knows a lot about surfboards. He's really intelligent. Uh, you know, for me, that's that's one guy I talked to this year, and I really feel like he's a he's a great coach. Um, but yeah, for me, I I really respect the the fact that the surfers are looking at options and and really going into a coach's standpoint. Yeah. Okay, Keanu. Well, um, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I said earlier in the show, um, just before we let you go here. Um, I said that you cannot replace experience. Jake Patterson is one of those guys you just mentioned uh, then that has so much years of experience in all the locations that you're going to be surfing. So um, if you were to choose him, uh, it wouldn't be a bad choice uh, in any way, uh, shape, or form. But um, look, buddy, we appreciate your time. We, we we hope to get you on the show later on in the year, somewhere around the world, maybe in Tahiti, maybe in Hawaii or Europa. But- <laughs> yeah, about us. And um, look, you know, first first event of the year, Keanu. Um, this one's uh, done and dusted. We know that Hawaiians have a good track record down there at Bell, so hopefully, we see you on the podium ringing that bell. Yeah, I I know I know I have a lot to live up to after Shmoo had to had to wipe wipe the, uh, that bell clean down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, well, there's Keanu saying, "Hey, Keanu, thank you so much. Good luck at Bells and Margaret's, and we'll talk to you soon." Cool. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. Have a good one. There you go, Keanu Singh. I dare say, uh, he's our carve-up favourite Hawaiian this year, boys. Oh, yeah. Mate, what without a, a doubt. Tell you what, what, for someone, so how old is he, Shmoo? He's uh, 22. He's I got think. a wise head on his shoulders, yeah. mate. Some of, he was really, you know, he you spoke can, really well. He sounds can, like he's going to be really... You can thank his, the support crew. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. his, his father and I grew up, he's he's so grounded. It, you know, the fact that his, um, his girlfriend, Kylie Kern, is a UFC fighter. 
Um, both of them, it's almost like yin and yang, but they both feed off each other's energy. And he's a great kid, comes from great surroundings over there on the southwest side of Oahu. Kid's going to go far. Well, I'll tell you what, with Jake Patterson in his corner, mate, I uh, might have a few dollars on him for Margaret River. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, and it's great to have Keanu sing. Uh, and we'll be back and wrap it up here on the Carve Up. And welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show. Boys, what a massive show we've had uh, thus far. And it hasn't, it's just gone from strength to strength. And, uh, it, you know, we talked to everyone from Stu Kennedy, who's the talk of the town. We spoke to Hawaiian uh, WCL surfer Keanu Singh. We spoke to new app builder, the Sneaky Surf, surf App Boys. It's been crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. Whoa, whoa, uh, we're not finished yet. What do you mean? The red light's flashing oh, on the bat phone. Oh, oh, it can only be one person. Hang on a second. Go. Here we go. Hello, you're on the carve up. Chad Spivens. Are you guys kidding me? How'd you get? This is my phone call. I get one phone call every three weeks. I've got five minutes. It's It's like being in the bin, like in the jailhouse. The thing is, I Googled, and hi, guys. Nice to see you. Nice to hear you. And listeners, this is me, refreshed again. But the thing is, I wanted to go to a detox, retox program. But the thing is, I went to a dehab retox thing in Laos. It was sponsored by OP. I thought it was Ocean Pacific, but it's OP rum. I've been drinking frigate, man. My life's like a kite. It's hanging by a string. But you know what? I smell like booze. I've come out. I'm playing harmonicas, but I'm on the coast. I caught the last bit of action, and this is the mix-up year, and forgive me, please, Lord. <laughs> hey, hey, Ch- Chud, so you're up on the Gold Coast, and you caught, what, the last bit of the Quicksilver and Roxy Pros today? That's right. You know, last year, I, you know, they talk about food. Last year, I saw a Zumami. That, that's a new taste that's been put in. You know, you've got your spices. But Umami <laughs> is like a mushroom. It's that warm feeling. That was last year, it was Umami. This year, I'm getting more citrus. It, it's definitely got more zest. Ah, uh, Chad, mate, you, you said before you, 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 it sounded like you were locked up, mate. I know in the NRL now they've got the bunker system. Are you in some type of bunker up there on the Gold Coast, mate? Is this some sort of new innovation? No, no, man. Shooter, I was in Laos. <laughs> I, I, I got lost on a flight. I was on that um, one of those uh, Malaysian flights, the one that, you know, <laughs> MH. perhaps the one. I think I'm the only survivor. Now, Chad, a lot of talk uh, over the last few days has been about surf coaching and surf coaches. We know that B. Durbridge has been uh, doing a bit of coaching. Jared Howes, uh, Glenn Micro Hall coached the, the two winners of today's event. What have you been up to in the coaching ranks? Look, I've done a lot of coaching, Cooper. Most of my kids explode. They, they see me, they get overwhelmed. They say, this, there's knowledge in your face, and they get freaked out. The parents, they, they split up. A lot of the parents divorce. They go, there's too much power here. This guy is <laughs> he's an essence. He's a coal mine. The children, I want to help them. I give them such explosive advice. They don't know what to do, but somehow they make it through. Hey, Chad, the rookies went really well up there on the Gold Coast this week, mate. Have you got your eyes on any rookies for uh, Bells Beach? I've got my eyes on every rookie shooter, <laughs> mainly the ladies. I like a rookie lady. As you said, they're coming up hard. I'm coming in stiff, and we're going to get this thing down wintry. I like it cold. When you're cold in underpants down in Bells Beach area, I, I, I breathe the air. I like to have a didgeridoo in one hand, and as I referred to before, a harmonica or some avocado. Until just get a waft. All right, Chad. Well, any last parting words before we... Uh... We uh, part ways with you. We cut cut, <laughs> cut you loose to go party with the crew up there on the Goldie. 
I'm getting the Greyhound down, and this is going to be fantastic. 27 hours, taking 90 Valiums. I'm going to wake up cold and be ready for the solid surf. And if I have to go down to Johanna, so be it, man. So be it. Yes. Uh, One of your best, Chud Chud. Thanks again, and we look forward to talking to you from the Bells event. Chud Spivens there, boys. What a way to uh, end a big show, our first for the WCT season. Yeah, boys. Awesome show, Shooter. Always good to see you guys. Always good to hear from our listeners, too. So if you guys got any feedback or any questions, make sure you uh, hop onto our Facebook page and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, great great show, boys. What a way to kick it off. Many yeah. more to come. I can't wait for bells. That's it. On behalf of all of us here at the uh, Carve Up Surf Show, we will see you in a few weeks. Two fish, one chips. Yahoo! Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. <laughs> <laughs>